Are you ready to bridge the gap in our current healthcare system and really help people that struggle with flexibility, mobility, and weakness? Hi, I'm Kim Narker, and welcome to Rehab to Wellness Boss Podcast, a business owner successful startup podcast where I help you start, build, and grow your wellness business. Join me as I reveal real secrets to helping rehab professionals build a successful, proven wellness program that keeps their community away from reactive care. All right, welcome back to Rehab to Wellness Boss podcast. And tonight I want to welcome Gabby Mace to the show. Gabby. So Gabby is an outdoor enthusiast. She's a physical therapist. She's co-founder of Gratitude Podcast, which is the grad school guide for student physical therapists and also a mentor to PT students. Now, Gabby has a passion for helping students navigate through PT school so that they can transition to a new grad life as a clinician. So welcome, welcome, Gabby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to be here for the launch of the podcast as well. Yeah, it has been such a cool ride. And I tell you what, I never saw this on my spectrum, me doing this. It's definitely not my comfort zone yet. Oh, yeah. They will throw you out of your comfort zone when you start. Trust me on that. (laughs) So tell us about your backstory. Just a little bit more about you. Yeah, definitely. So I am a physical therapist and lover of the outdoors, like we had mentioned. And I guess I'll backtrack to physical therapy. So I grew up with a family of physical therapists and I was so intrigued of what they did. And for me being in, you know, sports, playing soccer, I, you know, went through my fair share of injuries and, you know, just being more interested in athletic training or physical therapy. And, you know, physical therapy was always so familiar, but I really wanted to explore it for myself to see, you know, am I jumping into this because my family does it or do I really want to do this? And it wasn't until my shadowing experiences an inpatient rehab hospital and then outpatient clinic that I said, all right, this is what I want to do. And, you know, as everyone can attest to applying to grad school, whatever grad school program it is, it is tough. So, you know, going through the standardized tests and money and applications, all of those things, I did get accepted. And one thing I will like always recommend if you can, or if you're listening to this and you remember, take a gap year or take some sort of year. I don't want to say off, but if you're going from undergrad to grad school, I did not do that. I took a gap year, but I can only imagine and have heard how tiring it is and how exhausting it is. So that's usually my biggest thing for applying to school. And I recently now fast forward, uh, to April 2021, I graduated with my doctor of physical therapy and now I am licensed and practicing. So it is exciting and uh, definitely had, you know, ups and downs. And for a lot of you who may or may not know, I was still a physical therapy student during COVID. 
So when the pandemic started and everything shut down, I was a student sitting in, I believe it was my therapeutic exercise class. One day we were there, the next day we were online and I found myself living at home with my parents. (laughs) All day, every day. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit of my backstory and it's crazy, literally. (laughs) I I don't think new students see that when they go into the field. You know, you go that first day of school and they ask you, okay, who's going for PT? And you get all those hands raised up in the air and you think, oh my God, there's only going to be 200 of us that are going to be selected and there are 500 people here. How am I going to make it through? So I, I think that out of voice you for passing through all of those things, because I think mentally as a student, you just have to drive forward. And COVID was especially hard for people when you're in school and then you have to change your environment. And then did you have to cancel any of your affiliations or anything? Luckily, I did not. I was very fortunate enough to have all of my outpatient affiliations still on track and on schedule. So I did not have any delays. Yeah, that's a tough one. So the topic tonight, we've got a pretty hot topic tonight, and it is a big, ugly, negative word. Everybody thinks it's a negative word anyway, but that big word, failure. So everybody thinks it's negative, right? So can you let our listeners know how failure can actually lead to massive growth or improvement? Yes. So failure. Yes. It sounds like this icky negative, like, oh, fail. Have you ever gotten an F in class or grade school where, or even on a practical, if you're in a profession where you do practicals or they call it OSCEs, I think in other professions, but it literally says fail. And it's like just this really just devastating feeling And when we experience those times or see that failure on the screen or just feel it in our gut, just know that is like, I think the point to where you really start this growth journey. And I think for me, it's taught me that it also can be a wake up call. You know, if you were not prepared for something, whether it was something you could control or not, but yeah, it leads failure leads to massive growth. Like, and if you don't have failure, then I don't know. I feel like you just can't develop as much as a person. I think you're skimming the surface. Yeah. Totally skimming the surface surface because what you're doing is going to keep coming back to you and keep coming back and keep coming back. And one day it's going to hit you harder than it would have way before Mm -hmm. had you recognized it and moved forward. And I think it's that same thing where you feel like, this door just shut on you and it just slammed in your face. To me, probably 10 years ago, I thought that that was failure. Now I look at it as, whoa, I'm supposed to be meant to do something very, very different. I need to start listening and going inside to see what that is. Yes, exactly. There is something meant for you from that. And a lot of it requires internal work and just healing a lot. And that's something we just don't (laughs) like to deal with. I mean, I have been, I think more vulnerable just about my struggles on my podcast and even just open because, you know, you're not alone. And I think for me, if I didn't go through that failure, like I would not be 
the person that I am, but I will say I shoved everything aside during grad school and now it's resurfacing as a professional because I didn't deal with it when I was a student. So and you pressing it down does not help you any at all. No, it doesn't because it will, it festers to the top at the most inopportune times. Oh yeah. And that's exactly what happened to me. So (laughs) yeah, failure for me, you know, again, what it means is you're destined for more and you have to go through uncomfortable growth. So when I experienced my first failure was failing my, my board exam in physical therapy for the first time. And for those of you who may not know, when you see results, at least for our licensure, it says passed or failed. Like that's literally it. And so the first time I saw that failed symbol, it's literally right smack dab in the middle, right in front of you. And I was like, I mean, I was in shock, but then I also just didn't feel great coming out of, you know, that testing situation. But yeah, that was the first time where I was like, well, this does not feel good. So going through that, that was like my first major failure in my life. And it made me second guess everything about me. And, you know, for a lot of us, we have this like perfectionist quality. And when you don't excel at something or don't meet your expectations, then things just spiral. And that's what happened. Like I was not in a good place from that experience though. I started going to counseling and that was my first time ever going to counseling from that result. And that happened not once, but twice. So I took my exam again. I felt more prepared and this felt even worse. So I was literally on the phone with my friends as we were, you know, looking at our results together Guess who's the only person who didn't pass? Oh, don't tell me. Yeah. And what made it even just heartbreaking was I saw the score and it was a few points away. And, you know, if you've ever had an exam where you're just like so close to passing, but you still just don't meet the mark. So that was a big blow. Like that just, (laughs) once you fail like multiple times, it's like, you know, what, what can I do about this? So, you know, again, just did a lot of inner work, still was going to counseling. And honestly, on my third attempt, I went in thinking, you know, I can do this. I had a lot of like positivity in my mind. And I also just didn't put as much pressure on myself because I feel like as clinicians, we put so much pressure on ourselves to- There you go. You hit the nail on the head. Yes. To succeed and to just do well and like always just excel and be the best. And that was one thing where from the first two times, like I was doing that and I was second guessing myself, but once I trusted, oh, trust, once I trusted myself and Uh I was more relaxed going into it than past it, moved on. And now I have my license, but man, that taught me so much. And honestly, like mental health is so important. And as we Mm -hmm. all know, during the pandemic, it's been horrible for people. It's been horrible. And I know as healthcare professionals, like it has just been, I mean, even more. And I know I felt burnt out, you know, as a student. So I can't even just imagine being a clinician during the pandemic, I can't say that because I wasn't, well, I was, I was still treating, so I guess I can, but yeah, 
failure leads to massive, massive growth. And I'm not the same person that I was this time last year. So you hit on a couple of things and I want to go back to them, even though we have so many nuggets in here, (laughs) only because you are so right, Gabby, in the way that people... So all of you guys that are new students or you're actually PTs out there and you're resonating with what she's saying, I think I just thought about five more podcasts on my podcast on the wellness side, because just a little history with me, and I don't want to go into it because we really want to get into your stuff here, but I founded my clinic for wellness. And then I got connected to a holistic group here locally that actually reached out to me. And I knew nothing, nothing about holistic care. And I sat in those meetings with, they were doctors, they were other practitioners And you know how you sit at a table and you're like, why am I at this table? These people know a lot of stuff and I'm just taking up space. And I probably was there and I attended every meeting for probably a year, year and a half, but I was listening, I was absorbing and I was realizing how much we didn't know. We knew musculoskeletal, but there were so many things we didn't know. And there are so many other options to your traditional mental health stuff. I learned a lot about inner work, like you said, that you had to go through that journey. But I also met people who help you through that in different ways. And I'm going to have those people on this podcast to hopefully help you guys learn what I have learned with that, because I think it was was life altering for me to learn it. But also, you know, I've actually gone through some of those things and it's very helpful. So that's one thing. But the second thing I wanted to touch on was expectations. So we have these expectations and we're disappointed with failure because of those expectations. And I'm not saying people put your expectations down. That is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't work hard, but I think you realize that that fail on that paper didn't mean you were not as smart or equal to your friends who did it. Just situations were different. They probably don't even appreciate as much as you appreciate right now what you've gone through. Oh yeah, exactly. Because if you have other people around you, you know, doing well, and I'll, I'll use this analogy because like, if you talk to your friends or do a conference or mastermind and you just hear like, these people are winning, you know, they're, they're uh, making money I hate and, it. Then, and then you're over here struggling uh-uh. and, you know, on the outside, it looks like everything's okay, but there's really a fire, like, you are literally collapsing on the inside. And that's what a coach said to me. And I mean, I think I can probably say for a lot of us, we keep this persona on the outside, this like, yes, everything is okay. But on the inside, we are just losing Mashed potatoes. (laughs) Mashed potatoes. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's important to address too of, you know, if you're going through some sort of failure right now or just obstacle know that something more is meant for you and this won't last, you know, it will go up. It shouldn't go further down, but it's just teaching you a valuable, just, I don't want to say lesson, but just valuable in your life. And no, uh, your lesson is the word, lesson, because this yeah. is what I say, any situation that does that. And I feel that pit in my stomach and I feel like something is terribly, terribly, terribly wrong. I always have to sit back, take a breath and go, What is the lesson I am supposed to learn in this? Yes. Those feelings that are bubbling up to the surface 
are telling you you're meant to learn something right now. So I think a lesson, if you always just sit back and just go, okay, what's the lesson I'm supposed to learn? You can overcome all of those feelings. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah. So during grad school, you started your own business podcast and oh my gosh, you have 200 plus episodes. Tell me more about that. Yes. So for those who don't know, in 2018, I was in my first year of PT school and I had a Instagram DM from a random stranger. (laughs) Didn't know who this person was. Turns out her name was Sarah Falbo and she messaged me on the night of my white coat ceremony and said, Hey, she used my Instagram handle, which at the time was Gabs, the SPT. So it was like, Hey, Gabs, the SPT. And she introduced herself and she said, I have this idea to start a podcast for physical therapy students. And she herself went through 17 rejection letters from PT schools. So she applied multiple cycles until she got in and she was saying like, I haven't found anything out there just to support students. And, you know, I would love someone to do this with. And she was like, do you want to do it? And I, I said, yes, after considering what I was wanting to do, which was YouTube and documenting my journey, I said, well, I don't know anything about podcasting, but let's do this. So we were complete strangers, went to different PT schools in Pennsylvania and North Carolina, and we were doing everything online. It was five months of just getting to know each other literally through Zoom. Uh, So we were using Zoom in 2018. So we've been using it for quite some time. But anyway, so we met in person at a big national physical therapy conference five months later. And so since then, we have the podcast. We created an LLC for our business, Gratitude. And we help students. So our mission is to help physical therapy students go through school on their first try because a lot of students don't make it through the first try debt-free. And wow, that's a big word. Yeah. That, that's a big, big word. Yeah. So that's another, I would say, yeah, big buzzword in our society and culture. But going back to the first time, so a lot of people really don't know that I believe it's like 10% of students don't make it through in their first semester of school because it's hard. There's a big learning curve. So we help students go through studying how to study, you know, smart and efficient so they can retain the information about mindset. Because obviously when I talked about earlier, personal development, you know, navigating your emotions is important and then finances. So going into the debt part, know students and have helped them, you know, with finding scholarships, with helping them in their business, because a lot of students right now, I would say fall into categories of one, being online and doing social media for businesses. Or I would say that umbrella drops into podcast editing, video editing. So they're getting paid to build and transform their portfolio so they can have additional income to pay for school or their tuition. Scholarships is a big thing. So teaching them where the scholarships are and just knowing like you can cut your tuition in half or more. So just really like 
teaching them that. And that's been something that we have been on a mission for really in the last two and a half years. So that's when we decided what we wanted to have our business be focused on. That is pretty cool. And you you gave me chills because, I mean, again, you just said, hey, I failed. And then you had a, another person think that she failed, but you two connected mm-hmm. to be able to open many, 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 many doors for other PT students. You guys need to sit back and just pat yourself on the back just enough to say, hey, this is a big deal and we're helping a lot of people. And I think that's what we all go to school to do is help other people. Exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we do. And, you know, there are students who like, especially now still going through the pandemic, it's hard. And I know for me, I couldn't imagine starting school in a pandemic, let alone like being on the tail end of school. But Yeah, it's just so important. Schools do not talk about this Uh -uh. at all. And we want to give them information. We want to connect them with mentors and business owners who, you know, we value, we trust and help them succeed. So then when they're out of school, they have all of these connections and opportunities because, you know, putting yourself out there like opens doors. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I've learned through having a podcast and a business is like so many. If I didn't have my podcast, then I wouldn't be in the position that I am as a physical therapist. Like this model that I'm in is a mobile cash-based practice. And there's no way if I didn't have the podcast or put myself out there that I would probably be accepted into this position. So yeah, you have to put yourself out there. I think that segues into something else I wanted to ask you. So can you tell our listeners how building a network can help them grow their business? Oh, yes. So <laughs> build, So something, I think it, I probably heard it at a conference, but your network is your net worth. And especially surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals really helps you. And for, I will say myself, I'm definitely, if you saw me at a conference, you would see someone that you'd see this blonde haired girl, woman, just like going around, (laughs) like speaking to so many people. And then there's some who, you know, don't want to talk to people or don't want to talk to strangers and that's okay. Like, but if you're hesitant to talk to people or network, like you have to start somewhere. Luckily we have social media and online or zoom to do that. But the best thing that I did for myself was go to conferences. I joined a coaching program that really helped me just get out of my comfort zone because I was never, I don't want to say never, but I was shy at one point in my life and didn't speak up. So, you know, just I think the biggest thing too is find mentors who you would want to be in their position. Like don't find someone where, I don't know, they're not doing business right or they're not practicing physical therapy. Like they're doing it in a, what am I trying to say? Like insurance fraud, you know, don't follow those people. But the Debbie, the Debbie Downers, you don't yeah, the want Debbie to Downers. follow the Debbie Downers because no. you're just going to go down with you and they're going to pull you down with them. You have got to find those positive passionate people that love their careers, love helping people because Mm -hmm. inside of that environment, you are going to find success and you're going to figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yep. You hit it. 
And I think support, I think around those people, they will support you and they are your support system. The other one, I can't even be in there. Yeah, I'm just not that person. No, not at all. And I know that's really... I guess, tough now that we're, I'll just say on social media, that can be really tough. And there are some Facebook groups, I won't say names, but are more maybe negative. And so you want to surround yourself with, you know, people online or in person who will lift you up and be, be there for you. And there are some points where, you know, you'll, you may have a coach for, you know, a season of your life. And then there's still a part of you, but you, in a sense, like, move on. And there might be someone else who you need because there's a different problem you need solved. That's your growth pattern. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's another big thing too. So although it may be scary to invest in, in a coach or a program, especially if it's something that is going to just catapult you and make you be uncomfortable, then it's probably the right group of people to help you. Yeah. And they're going to help you to see opportunity. Yeah. Um, I tell you, you guys that are listening to here, this is some great nuggets because opportunity, if you are talking to those PTs, PTAs, OTs, OTAs, and the talk and the chatter is negative, then have them listen to this podcast because honestly, there's so much opportunity out there. I mean, look at you, look at the opportunity that you found. I'm just a small town girl from Plains, Georgia, and I'm in Ohio and I own my own business and I'm doing a podcast and I'm the most introverted person. I'm that person over in the corner. I have to, it takes everything I have to walk up to someone, but I do it because I don't care. But yeah, it is tough, but building your network, just like you said, just, just meeting people and you don't have to network with everyone, but finding out and learning about them and seeing if they can be in your inner circle will help support you enough to where you can grow and build in a way that you've never seen before. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that too, because yeah, everyone's different and you just have to like, just take it, take the step, whether it be starting your first Facebook live, just going on camera or Instagram story doing, you know, introducing yourself to someone, but yeah, not everyone's going to be for you or Uh -uh. so that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh I tell you before you know it, it'll be a year later or two years later, and you will be amazed at the people that are in your inner circle and you don't even have to talk to them very often. And when you do talk to them, you just understand how awesome they are and how much you support each other. Even though we may have some negative groups, we have some pretty phenomenal people in our PT world Mm -hmm. that I meet new people just like you and I met tonight. I tell you, I'm just, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing and I can't wait to share what you do to help other PTs going to school. Thank you. Sure. So how can other student PTs follow in your footsteps? Yeah. So that's a great question. I would say, well, first of all, just reaching out. If you have a question, just ask like the, the world is so small and, you know, just sending a message to someone and being, you know, genuine saying, Hey, how do I start a podcast? We've gotten that question so many times and, you know, or I want to work with this group of people. Like, how do I even start? And I think the biggest thing I usually say is know your audience. So if there is, I don't know, say you're in photography 
and you want to you have that as a side hustle in school, you're trying to figure out where to start. Regardless, I would say, you know, who is the audience or person you want to photograph? Is it moms? Is it families? Is it babies? Like figure out who it is you want to help and then find out everything about them. So knowing- and find where they are. Yes. Where do they go? They are. Yes. Where do they shop? Yep. Where do they? Oh yeah. All of those things. So you want to know everything about them. So you can have a, like, I can say who our person is on for gratitude or like the student, her name is Brittany, but anyway, so yeah, find like everything about them and then, you know, follow those people, join Facebook groups or follow them on Instagram. And then I would take it a step further because actually someone asked us this previously, Instagram polls work. Any like polling, if you're trying to poll a certain group, like just give them a yes or no or options so then they can tell you what they want. And that usually helps you create content. That's something that I used recently because I was new to a hiking group and I said, you know, what do you all want in the new year? And they said, strength and conditioning. So I did a strength and conditioning series. So just asking a question of, what your audience is looking for in regards to information or content, that's usually the best place to start. But yeah, same thing goes for podcasts or starting a business. For those who want to follow in our footsteps, that's usually where I guide them. So I'm going to blow your mind a little bit. I don't know if Nate has even prepared you or not. Do you know anything about the Stretch Mobility Coach program that I I put together? I, I wanted you to tell me about it. So I do not. So I don't even know how this came to be. Honestly, this has just been one big whirlwind, okay, stretching and mobility, because I was in fitness before I went to school to be a PTA. Mm-hmm. And I was that person in the Therex class that would ask questions to relate the fitness to the Therex. And my teacher literally cut me down in front of class and said, stop relating fitness to therapeutic exercise. It is not equal and you've got to get, I know you teach fitness, but you've got to get that out of your head. And, you know, I was traumatized and I got out of school thinking, okay, they don't intertwine. You know, it was very confusing to me, but that is nothing further than the truth because we know that they intertwine. But so my stretch and mobility coach program is a program for rehab professionals that have graduated an accredited school and maybe they've decided, hey, I don't want to do PT. My last affiliation, I saw eight people an hour. I don't want to do the documentation. This is not what I went $200,000 in debt for, you know, but I do, I can be a solo practice owner, but I don't want to damage or risk my license but I do want to help people, but I don't want to be a personal trainer or a CSCS or a yoga instructor because I could have done that out of school. So this is a certification program that allows a rehab professional to actually treat on the wellness side, selling stretch mobility coach services, okay, and providing a solution and They're able to utilize their hands-on skill, all of their education and all of that. And they don't have to get another insurance policy. They can still use their same insurance policy. And now they can treat the way that they want to treat. And this gives them a foundation of results-driven treatment that helps on the preventative and bridge the post-PT side. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. For those who are listening, like, especially if you are a clinician and I 
again, I'm new to my area. I will have to do a Google search, but I don't know any places like that around me. (laughs) Well, the cool part, there are none. So this is taking that, you know, it's stretch labs and stretch zones and all of those people that are popping up all over the place and they're so popular. But I feel like that those are our skills and we're handing them away to non-skilled people to make cash money. So I said, wait a second, I'm going to pull this name of my clinic is stretch physical therapy. So I already had a wellness. So I transitioned what I was teaching and allowed my PTAs to train and do that. And I just sell stretch mobility coach services. And now I have two full-time stretch mobility coaches. And then we have five already around the U S that have opened their own as solo entrepreneurs. And I provide all the training, the certification, all the branding, the use of the name, all of that set to set them up for success. And I support them all the way in from starting the business to growing the business to scaling the business. Wow. All the way through, hold your hand. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And now that you say that, I feel like, I don't know, this might just be my opinion, but especially during COVID, and even those who are coming out of school, I hate to say this, but I can tell you, like, there are so many new grads, you know, as well, like just mm-hmm. burnt out on expectations with productivity, certain patients an hour, and this should be a stepping stone. You know, it's not talked about in schools and I feel like it, it should be a stepping stone, especially just to get your feet wet and you're not diving into, I'm just going to say like the world that we're in right now. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool part great. is, is, um, so we charge $105 a session for hours cash. Yeah. And Typically, we see people 12 visits, the lowest, and then we take them right into another part of the program. So it's a very programmed way to walk a person in from when they come in to when they leave. And I teach all of that. But the cool part is you can do it mobile. Wow. That's amazing. I hope you all are hearing this because (laughs) that's great. And I definitely feel like this is, again, just a good option. And especially with mobile, with cash, like... That's a huge thing. So I feel like a lot of people are peaking their, their interest is peak. Peak? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's what this podcast is all about is to help people that way. But also for me to be able to connect, again, holistic things to help us in the musculoskeletal world really understand our body is not just musculoskeletal system. Exactly. There's so much more that we haven't touched on and put experts in that so that I can help all of you understand and know where you can connect to send your client to for trusted preventative medicine. I love that. So cool. So tell me the last of this, I know I've taken a lot of your time. One fact about you. Oh, one fact. Let's see. I I mean, I can, do you want me to share what I put in the pre-podcast questionnaire or something different? You do what, anything you want to do. Okay. Whatever. Oh, okay. I know I put two things. Okay. I'll say this because I've never actually said it on a podcast before, but. uh, Listen up everybody, listen up. (laughs) (laughs) For all of you who were in band or played an instrument at, or not, but I was in band I want to say it was like seven years and I 
won a state championship. My high school won actually two state championships while I was there. And then I moved on and I focused on my sport, which was playing soccer. But yeah, that's something that I don't talk about that much, but music was a big part of my life. And yeah, I feel like that's something a lot of people don't know. So I have to tell you this. I was a band geek too. Oh, so what instrument did you play? I played the flute. <gasps> no. Yep. So did I. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge, like huge part of my life. And I, you know, I really excelled at it. And then I chose either, you know, to continue with band or to continue with soccer, which at the point I was hoping to play in college. So I veered off. Um, and it was crazy because the year that I stopped, they announced that they were going to Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade the following year. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. And you uh, know what? I, I look back and I am, I'm old, but I look back and I would love to play my, I don't have my flute anymore. I would love to, I played the piano and the flute and I would love to play one of them uh, again. Yeah. So Sarah and I, that's something that we had in common. She played the flute for more years than me. She taught flute lessons. So Mm -hmm. uh, we got to, well, kind of play together when uh, we saw each other last. That was really cool. Yeah. That I would love. I just, I think music and I resonate with music Mm -hmm. um, in so many ways. So. Oh yeah. Cool. 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 So tell listeners where they can go and find you. Yes. So you can follow me or message me on Instagram or Facebook. My Instagram is gabbymace.dpt. And I know all this will be in the show notes. And then on for gratitude, you can follow us on Instagram. And then for Facebook, we have a free group, over 600 members. It's called the Student Physical Therapist Network Group. So if you are a student, pre-PT, or even a clinician, you can come join And I know there are a lot of students who want to meet other people and have, you know, mentors and connections. So that's why we created it. And is this for people that are already in the program or pre-PT? So I would say a majority of people in the group are current PT students. However, we do have pre-PTs because when they join the group and they don't say, they say, no, I'm not a PT student. I usually message them individually and say, hey, you know, where are you in your journey? And more times than not, they're pre-PT. Okay. I think that's awesome. I, you know, guys don't go at something alone when you have somebody that can support you through the whole process, because you're just going to succeed because you've already made all the mistakes. And now it's Mm -hmm. just, you know, you're going to hold and guide them the direction they need to go. And I just think that's, I think what you guys are doing is just phenomenal. And I, I'm so thankful you've come on the show. I appreciate you being here and I hope that you'll come back again and we'll talk about other things for student PTs. Oh, yes. Yes. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Kim. And I, it was, uh, it was so great to, to just share and talk. And I hope a lot of you had some value from this. Yeah. Oh, I think we had a lot of nuggets from it. A lot, a lot, a lot. All right, guys, that ends this show and we appreciate you come back and listen again. joining us today on the Rehab to Wellness Boss podcast, where you, a rehab professional, can start, build, and grow your very own successful wellness cash practice. 
you're ready to level up and become a stretch mobility coach, then head on over to our website, www.thestretchmobilitycoach.com. This website will take you through the next steps needed to practice as a stretch mobility coach. Come on over. 